Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. Thank you for joining with me. This is Dale. And we're continuing looking through the Gospel of John, the book of John in the New Testament. And we're in the third chapter of John, and Jesus is having a conversation with Nicodemus. Nicodemus is a Pharisee. He's a ruler. He's a leader of the Jews. And again, quite often we hear that type of phrase. And if you have a, a religious upbringing or something, you'll immediately think, oh, well, he must be bad, et cetera, et cetera. Not necessarily, okay? Um, particularly when you see the balance of what happens within him, his life. He was seeking some things out. He was searching some things. He wanted to know about Jesus. And so Jesus was explaining to him, hey, you have to be born again. And Nicodemus' response was, how, how can these things be? So in verse 10 of John 3, Jesus had told him, are you the teacher of Israel and you do not understand these things? And then Jesus starts speaking in the plural. We covered this in the last episode. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen, and you do not accept our testimony. Now, verse 12, if I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? And so he's explaining to Nicodemus, he says, the problem is it's your lack of faith and your lack of belief. You don't believe what I'm telling you because what he thought he understood and what Nicodemus thought he knew was incorrect. Now, he knew the Bible, the Old Testament, better than any of us, okay? He would have known this. But you can have knowledge and not have understanding. Look at verse 12. Again, he says, if I told you earthly things, and you did not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? So Jesus carries on, verse 13. No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. So he'd already heard him. Nicodemus had heard Jesus refer to himself as the Son of Man. So he knew that what Jesus was saying right here was that he had descended from heaven. And then Jesus does really an amazing thing right here, which is so often just uh, uh, basically ignored, okay, basically ignored. And we have such a tendency to do this within Scripture is that we'll take a verse or we'll take a portion of uh, verses, a passage, and then we just focus on that and we don't look at the context. We don't look at what's said before, what's said after. This right here in John 14 is really, really important because, you know, we're about to get to John 3, 16, right? And everybody can quote John 3, 16. But 14 sets us up. Jesus is continuing to talk. He had just said, no one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And he's talking about himself. Now, verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so, must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes will in Him have eternal life. Well, that's really interesting, because here He is, He's speaking to Nicodemus. He's speaking to a Pharisee who knew the Word of God. So Jesus uses an example from deep within the Pentateuch, okay, deep within. And what had happened was the children of Israel were complaining and griping and moaning and groaning about their situation. And so the Lord sent serpents upon them, poisonous serpents that bit them, 
and they were dying from it. So they cried out to Moses, and Moses cried out to God, and God said, do this. I want you to go, and I want you to uh, have somebody make a bronze serpent. In other words, it was very much like an idol, okay, a bronze serpent, and put it on top of a standard, on top of a pole. So put this serpent on top of the pole, and whenever anybody is bit by the serpent, if they will look up on that serpent on top of the pole, they'll be healed. Now people say, well, what kind of sense does that make? It doesn't have to make sense. It's what the Lord said do. Okay, we have such a tendency to want to be able to explain it ourselves, which what we're really saying is we want to be God. Okay, that's what we're really saying. That's what man does. If he can't explain it, then he's not going to believe it, et cetera, et cetera. No, what you're doing is you're exalting yourself as being God. And so Moses did this. He has somebody make this bronze serpent. They put it on top of the standard, on top of the pole. And so whenever anybody was bit, all they had to do was go and look up on that, and they were healed. There were still many, many, many that died because of those serpent bites. So what Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, he says, in the same way that when Moses lifted up that serpent in the wilderness, in the same way that when people looked upon that one, that serpent that was on top of the pole, in the same way the Son of Man must be lifted up. He says, I'm going to be lifted up in the same way. I'm going to be put on top of a pole. It's the cross. And then he explains why. So that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. How must you be born again? Remember the context of this? Born again? Jesus takes it from born again and explains what that born again brings forth, eternal life. And the way that you're going to attain this eternal life is by believing, by believing in the one that is going to be lifted up on the pole. Nicodemus was told in advance right here what happens. Now, when it's all said and done and Jesus, is, he dies, he's buried, and he's risen from the dead, the scripture tells us that not a small number of the priests believed. Okay? Not a small number believed. That means a lot of them did. And I think in the forefront of those would be Nicodemus because the Lord had laid it out before him that this is what's going to happen. In the same way that you looked upon that bronze serpent and you were healed and it made no sense in the natural in the same way, you believe in him that's going to be lifted up and you will receive eternal life and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. Now, it's interesting because Jesus says this in verse 15. And we know John 16. We'll pick that up in the next episode. But it's, I'm, I'm looking at three different versions of the Bible right now. I've got a King James, a New American Standard, and an ESV open here. And all three of them... Uh, have John three sixteen in red letters, okay, uh, that Jesus is saying this. But there's actually a, a pretty strong argument, argument to be made that John was the one, the one who's writing the letter here. John is the one that actually says uh, uh, John three sixteen through 21. And people say, well, that can't be because Jesus was saying that. Well, no, Jesus said it in verse 15. He says that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. And so there may be a thing here where John the writer picks up and says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that he's explaining what Jesus said, that he's explaining 
what he did. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. But there's a little nuance that when you read it both ways, okay, read it as if Jesus was saying it, okay, because he very well may have. Read it as if John was the one who was writing it and is interpreting what Jesus said and what Jesus did, and he's drawing this interpretation from being led by the Spirit at that moment. That brings certain insight too. Either way you go, the truth is this that he's saying to Nicodemus. You must be born again. And the way that you are born again is by believing in the one that will be lifted up. Let me ask you, folks, have you been born again? We're not asked that question enough. A lot of people are very religious. A lot of people have been good in their religiosity, but they haven't been born again. You must believe and believe on the, in the one and on the one that is lifted up. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you all again next time.